the chat as he mentioned when they were at Hollow Hill. But just ha ha Making more knights, Dondarian. I should kill you again all over just for that. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's The Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Zach, sitting here next to me, my brother Nate. I stole his fucking intro, and he is devastated. Oh my god. Hi, listeners. How you doing out there? We're doing good. Nate's not doing good right now. He can't handle it. If you've listened to us before, you know that we are full spoiler as we read through this wonderful book series known as A Song of Ice and Fire. So if you haven't read through before, this is your warning at the top of the show that we will be spoiling things probably because we do talk about everything congruently as a whole. The story, the theories, the tin foil. So speaking of the story as a whole, they've recently shown a lot of pictures and trailers and all that shit for House of the Dragons. That's Looking not pretty a dragon. That's sure. That's your attempt at a dragon. No, it's not. You're weak. And wow, my bloodline's weak. It looks You're fucking cool, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, cool. yep. Uh, Twitter's interesting these <laughs> days. There's a lot of interesting debate about Targaryens and whether you love them or whether you hate them and whether you're capable of doing so in a kindly manner. Uh, I digress. The fuck is wrong with people? Just watch some fucking Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, I mean, Nate and I. Oh my god, Nate's a mess. He's just dropping shit. What? Oh my notebook. His notebook. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Nate and I have always been. I think both of us. I'll speak for both of us here right now. Uh, have been proponents that because that went so well in our episode with Chloe. that no one in this series is painted as absolutely good or absolutely evil. Ned Stark. And so to think that the the Targs are explicitly shit on is a little ridiculous. And they they there's some good ones among the group. right. There there's some good eggs. There's, there's some, some bad ones. eggs. Eh, eggs. eggs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, but let's all calm down because the show looks really cool. So so yeah. Before we get in, uh, I think it's fair and safe to say that. Uh, Everything's been edited up on the Chloe episode, oh, the Aria shit. 8, and that's been sent on to her for final approvals. Right. And so should everything go swell, we should have that available and up to our Patreon listeners a few weeks in advance. So instead instead of the, the first week of December of this year, which is 2021, to put this on a fucking date, I think. Hey, way uh, to age us. That's when... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's when Aria 8 would release, but to our Patreoners, we'll try and get it out a few weeks before the- Our patrons? I like Patreoners. Let's not make up words. I like making up words. What do, where do you think words came from? They were made up at Stop. one point. Anyway, you'll you'll get access to that should we get the approval early enough, so look forward to that. Housekeeping out of the way, though. We're reading Aria 7. Last yeah. episode- <clears throat> was Tyrion five? Was Tyrion five? I'm getting choked up thinking of my my man my Oberon 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 Martell arriving at <laughs> King's Landing with his entourage of the baddest asses yeah, in yeah. Dornish land and showing up the the King's Landing right. posse. We get the tale of Tyrion and Oberon's first meeting back the when Tyrion was a babe. Who was actually just a 
kind of gross baby, but adorable baby. Uh, I don't know. That was scary. Um, I lost my place because there was a terrifying demon in Nate's name. Anyway, there was some hostility. Over right, he over and revealed his his motive for being there. Justice. justice when will the justice indeed. be served? And he doesn't give a fuck. He he's not stopping at the mountain. The enormity See, that rides. He's moving right on to Tywin. I know we're doing Arya, but real quick, because I don't even know that we mentioned it. Just the the fun concept of if it was actually Stannis on his rightful throne and Oberyn Martell showed up asking for justice, that would be so, like, Oberyn would be great. He'd have been fine. See, that's an interesting one. I don't know if Stannis and Oberyn could fucking stand each other. Like, as much as they, right, Oberyn wants justice, but he's also the Red Viper of Dorne, and therefore... I think it'd be okay. I think he'd... I think it's Hey, man, swell. I'm not saying that. I wouldn't be full-mast reading a scene with the two of them. but we, Yeah, I mean, there'd definitely probably be some tension. We know that that's, sexual that's not but... likely to happen. Anyway. So, yeah, Tyrion is very concerned that there is a single Dornishman who now has the capability of starting a war. And he had to welcome him to the city, and it wasn't a very good opening welcome as far as Tyrion Lannister is concerned. Fuck the Lannisters. Fuck the Lannisters. We're with Arya. Yeah. Arya 7. Last we left Arya. She saw the fucking hound get freed by the gods because she, he yacked. She was under Barry High Dunbarian. Heart? Question mark? No, she wasn't under she High Heart. She was in the, we, the Hollow oh, Hill, fuck, the Werewood Network, uh, maybe with some tunnels leading to the, ho- the, the High Hill, knows? the High Who Heart. Who the fuck knows? But, yeah, and saw the trial of Sandor Clegane via the followers of the Lord of Light, and Thoros. Watched Thoros of Mir resurrect. We didn't Barry watch. Gunnarine. We, right, we right. saw the events occur from Arya's perspective. But holy yes. hell, what yes. a chapter. Uh, and also, not to be dissuade, Sandor won. Uh, either because we know lighting your sword on fire is does shit to the metal, and maybe that even applies for magic, and so it just his blade wore out, or whether or not the Lord of Light actually flicked his fiery finger and severed the Lord's sword. Sandor Clegane won and walked free of this battle, which means either something. means he's God-touched and chosen, or... Which we can actually dive into a little more right. in this chapter, because it'll come up again. And so, I actually had a difficult time noting out the beginning of this chapter, just because it opens with this... Well, this is a uh, this is immediately what I wanted to start. We're thrown right into the middle of the action. And this is something that George does a lot with the Stark children in particular. Sansa, uh, a lot of times we're thrown right into the middle of a conversation, as it's already engaged. Right. Um and it's a very interesting way of letting us, one, play a quick catch-up into the events that have transpired since last we left them, uh, usually as small little anecdotes as they're continuing along their journey. But it also, it's a great sort of snap you in right immediately into the mindset of these characters yeah, yeah. and throw you in. And I love it because it's a, it's a great little way to, one, get you right into their head, but also... We're, we as the readers are like shit. Like, what brought us here? What what, what like how, how did we get, we get here? Yeah, and so. that's how this opens. Is the the, the man on the roof right. is the first to die. The Brotherhood is methodically taking out the bloody mummers. Yeah, they are. Just... Angai's arrow is fucking up the mummer on the roof. Kyle Notch let fly two arrows standing guards at the door. One is lit a fire by his own torch, and that was the end of stealth. So Thoros gave the war cry, Woo! and they charge out like guerrilla warfighters. Arya 
sits high on the ridge. Has no issue with any of this. Right. Watches all of these people just drop, drop, like, drop, drop. Brutally, some of them. Yeah, she watches from the crest of the wooded ridge looking over the bear. She's buildings. annoyed. She's very annoyed. She was left with beardless Dick and Mudge, who guarded <laughs> her, along with Gendry. But she thinks she's being treated like some stupid child, as we know Arya would. Her preference would be to be down there in the muck. She did take uh, stock in the fact that Gendry was sure. remaining behind as well. And he's not bitching about it. And it's not, and that's where it is, is her, she's going to think, she, you can, you will see that a lot, that she thinks very poorly of herself at the moment. It's not because you're young and stupid. Right. They she, want to keep you alive. She's and skilled safe. for her age. Absolutely. They she, understand you're not. She scared. cannot lead a raid on a sept. Like right. she's not there yet. It, it's no way in hell. And it's not. And you're still a hostage. You are a child. You are a fuck young lady. You are still a child. And therefore, no, you should not be partaking in a fucking raid against the bloody fucking mummers. Like I'm sorry, Arya. You should be staying behind like some stupid child because you are a stupid fucking child. Like, I love you. I love you to death. You're a great character. Children are dumb. Children are fucking stupid and should not be engaging in raids on seps against some of the worst reavers, rapers, and pillagers that are currently running amok in the Riverlands. No way, no thank you, no how. So I agree with the adults in this situation. But the beautiful backdrop to this, the morning sun Mm -hmm. is rising as the septory soon catches fire. And the mummers inside are brutally killed by arrows as they're trying to flee from the windows of this burning septry just, now. And yeah, Arya is, is in bop, batting bop, an eye. Bop. It's She literally watches a dude on the sill, one leg in, one leg out, take a fucking arrow. All she thinks is, I should learn how to use a bow. It's clearly useful. She, yeah, I love it because she's like, yo, sword fighting is tits. But archery's good too. Like, archery's pretty sweet. That's pretty <laughs> and, uh, cool. Yeah. That's all she's taken away from this. Right. Is look Not, how efficient right. they can kill. And so, yeah, the mummers, uh, the the clangor of battle rises, which I they, they, I just love. Anytime we get depictions of the noise of war and the noise right, of battle, right. the bells for John Khan, that type of thing. And so we see Wadi die. They pour out like fucking yeah. ants. She knows, right. like they, they, it's do or die now. They have to. The trap has Fight been lit. Away, They're yeah. burning them out. And so, yeah, they pour out. And yeah, the battle kind of really begins here. Where right, it's, it's just a crazy chaotic right, the melee. ambush has been set and laid. Now the time for them to actually fight back. But is, you mentioned Wadi. Yeah, he Wadi takes does. an arrow and falls. Kyle drops out also pretty Throw quick. A spear through the belly. Barrack shouts and the rest of the band rush in to join the battle. Lem's yellow cloak flapping. Barrack and Thoros's red flaming swords lighting beacons. Yeah, man, and it's even Ned is fighting at Barrack. Yeah, yeah. So Lem is. Real quick point, Arya has been traveling with Wati and Kyle right. for a good moment, and nothing, nothing. They, they drop. There is dead. a coldness. Well, she does to mention this. though, and that's what that's what will emphasize that Lem is running down the person who killed Kyle. Yeah, she she noticed. Yeah, he runs after him. Whatever. Uh, next, like she moves right on to the next thing. Whatever about whoever killed Kyle, because who cares about Kyle? Yeah, she's thinking kill them all. That's all she wants here. She wants to see Mummers die. She wants them to die. She doesn't care if the Brotherhood loses men. Sure, I think she would show concern if maybe Lem, Tom, Angai, Harwin, Beric, or Thoros win. But anyone else? Yeah, okay, whatever. Like, people die in war. Valar Morghulis, fuck it. 
And yeah, yeah it's brutal for and, right. a girl her And age. then she gets jealous of Ned. Yeah. Little Ned, man. Little Nedrick out there just fucking... I feel like he's fucking shitting himself. He's terrified. Like, he hates we, it. Yeah, he doesn't want to be yeah, out there he, fighting. Yeah, he does not like but it. But he's, he's a dutiful little bastard, man. Yeah. And yeah, she's jealous There has more never been a more loyal squire. The battle does not last long at all. That's what I have. Battle does not last long. Two Dothraki are allowed to flee back to Heron Hall to bring word of what is coming for their leech lord I, and his goat. I believe Arya also wants them dead as well. Oh, yeah, no, them. she doesn't like too. that decision at all. Like, then, no, we shouldn't be sending warning to Roose. We should be fucking killing yep. them. So Jack B. Lucky, Harwin, and Marrow Moontown... Or Moonton, Moontown. I have Moontown. Moonton. Uh, they went into the sept that was burning They're to see if there was any, anybody yeah. left. They did find eight brown brothers and one hiding underneath some stairs. A septon, which uh, very interesting wardrobe choice that George gives us here. As the septon is found garbed in chain mail over his gray robes. That's significant. That is telling you that this is a man who is putting armor and fighting over the maester's robes. Maesters serve. Maesters do not fight regardless of what happens. We watch that with Lewin. He served Theon. He didn't fight against Theon. Maybe. He served Winterfell, and right. Theon he took served Winterfell, Winterfell at the right. time, and, and so, so he served yeah, him. that's like, and if we, you know, don't recall Septina, he's a, a very disgusting, gross person who, uh, Gets what he's what he's getting here. And yeah, Septon Ut is identified. He wails immediately about how he has sinned most grievously, and Arya immediately recalls him from Harrenhal. He's a pedophile who killed the boys that he would use after, and he would weep about it and pray for forgiveness, and he would have the other mummers scourge him, which... They thought was hilarious, and so they always were willing to partake in some really fucked up shit. Yep. Um, Septina is a despicable person. He's gross. He's, I mean, and he, all of it, like the, the the crying and the weeping, is just disgusting. And, and that's, then the scourging afterwards. Now we're seeing that it's not just uh, Pycel. It, it, it goes down the line, man. These these pieces of shit. Yeah, I don't I don't like it at all. But it's the gross. the dying. It's noted that the dying are given the gift of mercy, which mercy seems to surround Arya quite a bit. Mercy. Mm. Funny. The rest are bound for trial, and the trials go quickly. The outlaws all present towns, villages that were sacked and burned, women raped and murdered, men maimed and tortured. Septon Ut wept. And the boys that Ut had taken. Ut soon dangled beneath a tall elm tree, naked as his name day, the other brave companions following him one by one. Tom played a funeral dirge. A mum- bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Right? That's what they're... No? <laughs> a mummer's tree, Arya calls it. Oof. So I... And I hate myself for it, but anytime the word mummer comes up, I jump to the... Mummer's Dragon, the whole prophecy, and the different ways that the word mummers used throughout the story. And a mummer's tree, man. that That's just a... It's a good one. That's It's wild, especially with all the, the tree imagery we get. Right, like this with. is almost a mummer's sacrifice to werewoods. Like, right. usually it was strung up entrails, but like, 
maybe hung corpses worked, you know? Who knows? Yeah, the whole thing about this is all. He was a mummer septon. Like, he, he wasn't a real fucking... He's a fake. He was disgusting, and he used his position of power, as minimal even as that is as a septon, to be a predator. And it... Right, so the, the, all of this is a, is a mummer. They're hanging the mummer. You know, of course, they're hanging the mummers. That's where Arya gets the title from. But, like, all of ev- everything here, the, this band of outlaws that are posing as knights, as Sandor pointed out, that, you know, and then as we discuss in the Fantastic Chloe episode and Nate's a fan of, and I have since read, Richard, Richard Monmouth, yeah. you know, Lemon, Chloe, like, whole... he's a mummer currently. Right. If Things are to be believed that he's in disguise. So, yeah, it's such a on-the-nose kind of title here. But immediately the crows appeared, huh? Feast for Crows. So, on top of Feast for Crows, just the thought that is Brendan Rivers already on top of this shit? No, it's there's, no, there, there's like, no gray mist. We're good. Bran? We're good. No Bran? Yeah, no, Bran Bran's no. gray mist as well? No. Yeah. He's at high heart. He's waiting. You're dumb. He's Shut waiting. your mouth. He's waiting for Arya's glad that Ut's dead and wishes. Well, again, ha- like, no, I mean, granted, this guy doesn't deserve any kind of. Right, 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 but there's but just, yeah. Just how easy it is. And wishes just, uh, they had done the same for Sandor Clegane. To her disgust, they had treated his burned arm, restored his horse, sword, and armor, and set him free a few miles of the hollow hill, taking only his gold. And that pisses her off. She don't like that shit. The poor Brown brothers have been dealing with quite a lot of visitors, quote unquote. They st- uh, and so they all decide to stay in the village that night, sharing a meal with the yeah, Brown yeah. brothers. One of them tells Thoros none of that Rolor bullshit under our roof. Yeah, Lem gets defensive as fuck. He here. does and indeed. So this is where we're gonna see that I, I, he's almost Lem is almost the Trumper man. He he's very like he refused get that that fantasy Dungeons and Dragons devil shit out of here get your rock and roll music out of here you motherfucker like we're he ge- he keeps getting excused from the parties like yeah they like, do eh, keep sending him you away need to get, why yeah. don't you let let the grownups talk to like yeah he says fuck that noise that's our god as well and basically you should shut your mouth because we saved you and barracks like. Lem, shut the fuck up. Like, this is their roof. Lem, and Lem goes on a big old spiel tangent. and yeah, says, yeah, yeah. might be your smith can mend a broken sword, but can he mend a broken man? Which... Broken man. Right, of course that's significant, considering what we know of the Gravedigger, Septon Marivald, all the, 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 the broken man speech. Uh, it's significant. He's implying that Rolor is doing that. Beric Dondarrion is not a mended man. Not he, at all. He is a restored to life corpse, essentially, if the fire white term that oh, almost utilized for him. that George, yeah, utilized for Beric Dondarrion is correct. Then, yeah, this isn't. So, what the fuck are you talking about, Thoros? Yeah. What broken man has the Lord of Light emerged? Unless you know, uh, Lady Guinevere's theory is correct and. Richard Lawnmouth yeah, is yeah, yeah. the mended broken man who... Which we'll see him taking on the persona of the Hound throughout right. the Riverlands at, under Lady uh, Stoneheart. Um, Thoros uh, and Barrick so relent. Uh, Barrick says that, you know, yeah, we're in their 
roof, so we're going to follow their yeah. rules. We can, the roller will survive without a knight's prayer from us. <laughs> um, I should know, wink, wink. It's once again hammering in the, that almost guest right, not guest right, but. Yeah, it's their house, their rules. Their yeah. house, their yeah, rules. Yeah, you respect the. And we're, we're so close. Oh, yeah. We're so yeah, yeah, close we're right to, there. The, to the red wedding. <laughs> yeah, I also, it's it's highlighting the difference between Barrack and Melisandre. Melisandre lives, breeds, and eats fucking Rolor every day. Every bit of her Thoros actions. Thoros is like, yo, and Thoros I was is drunk like, for yeah, the first right. 30 like, years I missed of my fucking seven years in a row of prayers. Like, Rolor isn't going to fucking give a shit over a night or two. So, like, we're golden. Don't worry about it. But, <laughs> like, right. yeah, that's a huge contrast to Melisandre, who's like, no, I am we pain- need- I'm painting my toenails yellow for the Lord of Light. Hourly sacrifices right. of children. On the fucking dot. No older than seven. Like, like this what? fast leads into the next fasting because. We've right. already got to start that. We're already behind on it, and Rolor's pissed. So, yeah, it's just a huge... The, and they're both the two confirmed sources of magic yeah, yeah, at yeah. this point. And so either Rolor is just chill as fuck and doesn't really care <laughs> as long as you're just like, what up, Rolor? Or and he's he like, despises Thoros of Right, <laughs> or like Thoros just is a, a pure tool to get Stoneheart up and about as... Seems to be Barrack is simply used for that purpose. Right, right. And so, yeah. Uh, Arya starts noting and Arya describing. Arya looks at Barrack's corpse looking yeah. ass. She's like, this mother, this motherfucker's got his breastplate on just to hide the fact that he's been Never cl- eats or cleaved. sleeps that she knows. He drinks some wine once in a while, but probably just to taste it because it doesn't do nothing. Caved in temple, missing eye, scarf around his fucking hung throw and he does uh, I immediately and again <sighs> right it reminds me of the ghost of high heart right the, just come here child ju- right. like he I see zo- you zones in on her and he goes are you afraid of me girl fuck you're a gross corpse talking to me right now no not really nah. it's just I thought the hound killed you I was I was like listen I've seen some death. So Lem jumps in here, and he's right. like, yeah, no, Thoros is a, a great wound. mystical healer. A grievous wound right. in Thoros. And like I said earlier. Beric looks at Lem like, with his one eye, Arya notes that there's like a weird look in there, that he's he's not buying the healer bullshit. Like, Thoros didn't fucking put a poultice right. over his wound and sew him up, and Beric was fine. There was more and to it. This is where I was leading with the 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 trumper, where he's just refusing to like. You've you've literally seen this guy rise from the dead, and you're just saying, no. He just he's got really good band aids, dude. And <laughs> we're in Westeros. This motherfucker's walking around with Neosporin. Like we're doing great over here. Yeah. So slap an ace it. bandage. You on ever that heard bitch. of this stuff, penicillin? You're good to go. Barrick loves it. It's great. So, and so they're yeah. like. Barrack is like, uh, uh, time to see watch change, Lem. Why don't you get the fuck out for a minute? And Lem does. So now, this right here, fuck. The Barrick fact that is, Barrick, hey, is done. With he's keeping it bullshit. real with Arya. Yeah. He just turns and he's like, I wrote the line down somewhere yeah. in here because I fucking love it. It's it's my, I think my favorite line from this fucking book. Even brave men blind themselves when they are afraid to see. Fuck. And when's the only time we can be brave? And fuck you. And so yeah, no, it's a. He, that's what his. That's his description of Lem. Lem is drinking the red god Kool Aid to not accept 
that there's a literal, literal resurrection happening in front of him. If it's Richard Lawnmouth, maybe feeling some guilt that he wasn't there to try Rhaegar. Right, right. Like, all sorts of uh, uh, baggage here of, yeah, no, he he isn't seeing the forest for the trees here. Like, Lem is in fucking denial, as I would guess that's sort of a blanket about the Brotherhood, is they're all like, no, Thoros is just really no, good at what he does. Yeah. Like, we're fucking traveling with House right here, like, right at the end of the fucking 40-minute uh, episode, he's gonna figure out the solution, and we're good. Right. Like... And nah, so, and Barrick's like, little girl, it ain't that. Thoros, how many times? And he he drops the bullshit. How many times have you brought me? Thoros is like, it's not me, it's dude. It's not me. It's Rolor, bro. bro he's how like, many times? Yeah, right. Six. And each is harder than the last. And he asks him, do you so court death, my friend? And he's like, court it? No. And he's like, then... Do as Tywin and Stannis do and lead from the fucking back from now on, my guy. <laughs> and then Barrett goes through each of his injuries and Thoros is like, yeah, best not to dwell on it. Compartmentalize. Yeah, just, just tuck it away. You don't it need it. And Barrett says, can I dwell on what I scarce, scarce remember? I held a castle once and there was a woman that I was pledged to marry. I couldn't tell you the color of her hair. Who knighted me? What were my favorite foods? Sometimes I think I was born on the bloody grass in that grove of ash with the taste of fire in my mouth and a hole in my chest. Are you my mother, Thoros? <laughs> Are you my mother? Uh, lots of great imagery there, but I really am stuck on... I think I was born in on the bloody grass in that grove of ash, taste of fire in my mouth and a hole in my chest. See, and that's important because it, it really makes you wonder how much of Catelyn is in Lady Stone because mm-hmm. of how long she's down and then that, the fact that it's a... A, he's secondhand passing on that kiss of death. Their, right. Their kiss of... Is it a kiss of death? Whatever they call it. The last kiss. The last kiss. And... It's it's just uh, he he's explicitly stating that he can barely remember anything since that point. He understands basic ideas, what a knight is, what they're technically supposed to represent. He doesn't remember any personal details or any of that shit anymore. What it means to him. That's what he doesn't... He can't connect it to him anymore. He's, right. He's not so much losing the landmarks and the people that he's met, he's losing their tie to him, who the fuck he is. And that is to show us probably what we'll be dealing with with John come Winds of Winter. Right, as the white. As he, right, is John going to have some trouble sort of remembering who he is and the humanity? Is this a, a thing we should be concerned about? I think absolutely. It's pretty much reflected in Stoneheart, who is now a terrifying almost hag woman yeah, she running around the Riverlands. Please Sorry. don't do that. Yeah, that was <laughs> fucking horrifying. But, yeah, it's... Arya looks at Thoros, and she's like, all right, old man read me Harry Potter growing up. He don't look like Dumbledore, but, you know, he's kind of a wizard, so... And she asks if he could bring back a man mm. without a head. Not oh. six times. Just once. Just one time. Just once. And Thoros says that he has no magic, only prayers. The first time, 
He only meant to deliver the last kiss to his friend Barrick when he saw his chest stop moving to send him along his blah, way. Blah, blah, blah. He had seen it performed before by many Poor priests and even man. delivered it a time or two himself. He filled his mouth with fire and breathed the flames into him. He'd never seen one rise after. But it was the Lord Rolor, who isn't done with Lord Barrick yet. And Arya, right, blah, 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 all it means is no. All it means is no. So tears well in her eye, and Barrick says that Ned was a good man, and if they weren't so desperate that he'd forego the ransom on Ned's behalf for Arya, but Arya's like, all right, yeah, that's kind of true. I did see them take the hound's While gold. While she and, chews her lip. No, and, she's right, doing she's chewing her lip, but she sends green. he sent Greenbeard and the Huntsman south with the hound's gold for provisions, and Arya thinks of Rob the King now. Would he even want her? Would he even pay for her? Cat always wanted Arya to be more like Sansa. And now her hair's ratty, you know, her clothes are ratty. She doesn't think she's good at anything. She can't sew. And she's telling this to, to them. Beric is certain Rob will want her. And says that he can't restore Ned to life, but he can see her safely return to her mother's arms. So Arya asks him to promise. Do you promise? And he says he does on his honor of as a knight. Oof. Yeah. Oopsie. Man. Oopsie. Yeah, man. So Lem finally gets back. Uh, Arya being sad about her. Uh, I don't want like, to think about that. You skip past the the lighthearted part where Gendry laughs at her soft little hands not being capable of wielding a hammer. But then you want to fucking dote on the sad and make me cry again over little Arya here where she thinks... Mommy doesn't want me, and Rob hates me. It's fucking terrible, this poor little fucking girl, man. There we go. Okay. Fuck. So the rain continues. There are songs sung about the hall. <clears throat> Note nice... that there's only one that the lyrics are written out the on rains? the page. The rains, oh, cast a murder down in cast a murder. We also recently got word of, in it was, I believe, Jamie's chapter, where they were talking about how perhaps this song should have been played to one of the houses down over there with the uh, that Heron Hall was fucking with through and all that. Heron Hall be fucking with yeah. yeah. So but. Merritt complains about his shoeing of a horse, and Gendry's oh, like, "I can shoe a horse. I'll do it. He can shoe horses. He can close rents in mail. He can beat dents from plate. He thinks he can make swords too." And like Harwin's like, uh. What you saying, lad? And Gendry immediately takes a knee, which, like, he has been waiting for his moment. Arya, again, bites her little lip. He means to leave me. Damn it, Arya, stop this. I mean, yes, in that she's a little girl and it's sad. He has been there with her since King's Landing. He has been the one. They argue and bicker like fucking little adorable. I don't want to say he, siblings. What other choice I don't does want, he I, have, though? I like, get it, but she this time has the right to feel sad and upset. I absolutely like, in poor, the, like, but she doesn't have to phrase it in like such. But a... But that's the problem is that she makes it that about so her. So possessive. Like, yeah. Wait, you should. Well, then I'm gonna be bored in River Run right, if you're not right. there. You should be there to entertain me and fighting for my team. Why would you ever fight for anybody? No, I get that. It's just the sad. Like, yeah, Gendry wants to Smith too. for the Brotherhood because he doesn't fuck have many yeah. options. They ask why the fuck he'd want to do that, 
And Gendry says he's basically into the whole vibe, the honor and the brotherhood shit. It's dope. Yeah, like he's seen what Tywin does. He's seen what fucking they all just execute people. Right. Like how about how and about they're like, Are you like armorers are pretty much in strong demand right now during a war? You could probably find work somewhere. And he's like, Yeah, I've dealt with the fucking lords. Like fuck that shit. I'd rather be with you guys. So Barrick's like Barrick Dondarian, the fucking lightning lord, his damn self. The the Marsher Lord, I think, is, like, the, he takes his own personal sword. Not just fucking, you know, some random knight out in the fucking Brotherhood who's camping under a tree. The Lord of Lightning himself. Blah, blah. Neil. Yep. Makes him swear the vow. Rise, and I like the fucking, I, I don't know that I've ever read it, but Rise Sir Gendry, Knight of the Hollow Hill. Because of their discussion and their, uh, the chat, as he mentioned, when they were at Hollow Hill. But just... <laughs> Making more knights, Dondarian. I should kill you again all over just for that. The hound's here. The hound is here. And I love it so much, because fuck <laughs> you, Gendry. Oh, poor Gendry. No, nah, your knighthood don't mean shit. The hound is here to shit <laughs> all over it. And it sucks for Gendry, dude. Yeah. It's so it's so good, though. Like, it's such a good time. Of course. Of course this is You're when... You're just handing out knighthood right, to this everyone is, like, And uh, specifically that line, like, I should kill you for that all over again. Like, these fucking knights, they keep appearing. And th- these are just outlaw knights. They're thieves to Sandor. Once again, showing him that there are no fucking true knights. And so it's... It's just such a great moment for him to come fucking yeah. raspy laughing. So they in. ask him what what happened what happened to our sentries? Might be I killed them. Oh what? what? But he didn't. He's no, a big he softy. He's, he's One of them was just passed out. But singing. I just really like. No, that. I love it too. So I love that he's antagonistic, he like, yeah. of course. And yeah, he's come for his gold. He wants his fucking gold back. Which is. Motherfucking Thoros Dude. breaks it down, but I I just love the whole audacity of him, like just coming. Give me back my his shit. His arms all slinged up, and he's like, "I want my fucking gold. <laughs> I wiped my ass with your fucking IOU, you motherfucker." Like, what am I gonna do with that, right? And they're like, "Well, we don't. We we sent it south, Greenbeard." We were just talking about that, actually. Gendry runs his fucking mouth, Yeah, dude. Too. Now, like, well, he's Gendry a knight now, mouthy. man. He's, he's, well, then he just interrupted his fucking knight. And then, like, like, I like it, though, because the hound throws back, like, why is it you believe them and not me? Couldn't have something to do with my face, could it? And ooh, it was just like, yeah, fuck you, Gendry. Uh, throwing it right back. I think it's interesting that he said that he was planning on using the gold to do the same thing by fucking grains and so why. Uh, like, that. that's kind of... Where it's headed if he goes right back where right yeah with the broken be man assisting by sowing yeah. the ground and helping the peasants yeah and... he's mocking them he says next you'll make the little girl a knight and I could be a knight if I want to I fucking love it yeah and she's like oh I would have killed you if Lem didn't take my knife and he's like well fucking blame Lem over that and she's like well I'll fucking kill you and I'll kill your brother too and he gets here no. yeah his eyes narrow that you won't that you won't. And, yeah, uh, he asks her, do you know what dogs do to wolves? And then basically tells her to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Swords are drawn, and the hound is told to leave. So he takes a long, hard look at their faces. 
and then takes off into the dark, rainy night. Right. And this is where Thoros is like, yeah, I mean, he he doesn't have a choice. He can't go back down to King's Landing. They're not going to take him up north. He's a fucking piece of shit. So he's got nowhere to go. And so he's basically down to nothing. The gold is all he has gold. left, yeah. And, uh, and they're like, yeah, you... Uh, so we took it. <laughs> yeah, you should let us... Just go fucking put some arrows in him, because Beric's like, yeah, if we see him following us tomorrow, feather his horse. And they're like, that's a good horse, horse. we should just feather him. And he's like, no. trial bike? Yeah, He He won his life, and we will not rob him of that. Right, and Thoros is like, good for you. Which is interesting, because the hound was in here basically calling them thieves, but when it comes to Rolor, that's the line they can't cross. And yeah, Thoros Yeah, Thoros is like, that's a good decision. That's A trial by combat is a holy thing. Rolor chose to have him live. There's a reason for it. We can't be crossing no lines, man. We can't be doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I won't do it. The sentries are found unhurt, and one of them was just asleep, and so he's going to be throttled. But mm-hmm. they all try to sleep. It's hard to do so, knowing the hound is prowling out there, which I like because it's not just the hound we learn. There are also wolves Woo-hoo-hoo. prowling as when Arya awakes in the middle Dozens, of the night. Maybe hundreds. But she... uh. Plays with her coin before trying to fall asleep. It makes her feel strong. She thinks Jackin's gone. He left me. Hot Pie left me. And now Gendry, too. Lamy died. Yorin died. Sirio Pharrell died. Father died. Balor Magulis, she whispers. And then she says her list, but notes that it's hard to picture the faces of those such as Raft and Dunson and Poliver. Faces. And even the Tickler. Right. The faces. Mm-hmm. She's so, mixing and melding faces now, now. can I also point out that the Hound stared at all of their faces to commit them to memory? Yeah. And he also brought up that, is it his face? Is that why you'll believe them right. and not me? And so faces specifically have were meaning and very, are very important. heavily yeah. referenced in yeah, this Yeah, the chapter. Hound's scarred demeanor makes him look like a this rabid is, dog, this so is he her, embraces it. This is her journey and beginning that's, to And the, that's what the, the, the show part. is there. The, the, the sentries are found unharmed. He could have just fucking said that. No, one was asleep. I walked right by him. Get better fucking guards, LOL. Which is what she tells but the guards But he's in playing Winterfell. into the burnt fucking face. He's playing into the image that everyone wants to see him as, the fucking savage dog. So he's like, no, maybe I fucking killed him. Ripped their fucking throat out and drank their blood and just wiped it all over my body. Like, you want, you want a fucking monster? I'll give you a monster. And that's what Settle Sandor was down. doing here. And that's the face thing. But yeah, she awakes in the night to the howling of many wolves. And come morning, Beric leaves the brothers some silver to rebuild. Gendry comes up to her to apologize. And fuck you. So you she climbs fuck. up into his saddle to look down on him instead of up. Not not good, Arya. Don't. <laughs> and tells him that if he wants to be a stupid outlaw and get hanged, she don't give a fuck. She'll be at River Run with her brother. Mm. The poor little baby angel's going to miss him. And they left, and it didn't rain so hard that day, and they made good time. Yeah, man. And that's the end of RE7. That's a good ending for RE7. Um, so before we convene our small council, we had an email, but the email specifically asks a question that I wanted to address here at the end. So oh, yeah, you mentioned this. The question earlier. comes from Amanda Crane. Thank you, Amanda. Amanda! And she says, question... Do you guys think it is odd that neither Thoros or Beric recognize Gendry as looking just like Robert Renly? 
They both knew Robert when he was young and fit and would have also known Renly from court. Brienne notices as soon as she sees him. Ned also noticed in his first meeting with him. I personally think this is kind of odd and will be looking for any details that might lead to them maybe knowing who he is. Wait, Gendry is Robert's son? I'm going to punch you in the nipple. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um... Why don't they recognize Gendry? I have a theory here. A couple chapters ago, we got mentioned from Roose Bolton that Arya Stark has been found and is about ready to be passed over. Now there is also a theory that Lem Lemon Cloak is Richard Lawnmouth in disguise, in hiding, in exile, uh, going by a different name. There's a lot of people being right under people's nose, not being who they say they are. And I think that them not recognizing Gendry is meant to show how fucking easy it is for people to not make these associations. It's why it's easy for Joffrey to be king right now, because people aren't going there with it. They're not thinking that well, far. It's easy if if you're not. Pres- I mean, and that's that's it. Gendry is a spitting fucking image from everything we've heard. He is a maiden's fantasy. So why wouldn't they? That's an absolutely logical question. Thoros was there for a good hot while, so I think it's just that that people see what they want to see. That's what. Beric said in this chapter, blind men are willing to right. see what they want or not. And I think that's what George is trying to show us here is that Jane Poole being passed off as Arya Stark is doable because people see what they want to see. And Gendry is just some bastard smither from Flea Bottom. No one important, no one significant. Right. And I think it's just George trying to reiterate that, that if you if you're not specifically told, I mean, and it took it, some. It piece. is very funny, especially with George throwing in the like. My my master told me that I was born to have a hammer in my hand, right? And like, right? It's right. The, there's all these. Images. My master told me that I was Robert Baratheon's best. Somewhere, Donald so. Noy is like <laughs> up at the wall, like he just melted an entire section of the wall because of the hammer reference. Yeah, they. You're, that's absolutely, I think, a good point, and I think it is more of George saying that. These people are dumb. Right, people aren't looking. Like, Richard Lawnmouth is... Varys doesn't actually ever change his costume. He just uses a different voice for every character role he plays, so it's just him, like, crouching but around. But I wanted to acting. get that question in because it was a great one. Thank, Thank you, you, Amanda. Amanda. We're going to convene our small council and get some inductees and read some inductees, one including from Amanda. All right, we're... This time... Lightning Lord did not set the blade afire, but merely laid it on Gendry's shoulder. Gendry, do you swear before the eyes of gods and men to defend those who cannot defend themselves, to protect all women and children, to obey your captains, your liege lord, and your king, to fight bravely when needed, and do other such tasks as are laid upon you, however hard or humble or dangerous they may be? I do, my lord. Gendry's knighting, dude. Gendry's a fucking badass. Welcome to the small council where we do inductees. Yeah, so we've decided that we're going to add a small segment at the beginning. Where we're a gonna, nice little segue in. We'll do a little, little fun quote from each chapter some, that some, may be inductee worthy for some of some, you. Some, some. So to start off with inductees, you got one? 
Oh God, sorry. I always you, every time you ask me first, and I I completely ha- like most of the time I do have one, even though I say I don't. But then I question whether I want that one. Mine's to going to the mummer who took the first arrow. I I don't know why. I just like that guy on the roof who just ah, fucking yeah, Wilhelm screamed all the way down like. You went out quick and probably cleanest. You didn't get set afire. You didn't, you know. So that guy on the roof, because clearly he's a shit-ass sentry, and so we will not be using him for sentry duty. Maybe he'll just fucking fletch the arrows. But nameless guy who took the first arrow on the roof is my inductee. Tight, tight, tight. Uh, I have mine chosen as, and I'm going to stick with him because it's a good one, uh, little Ned, little, Ned. little Squire Ned. And because of, you know, A, he's out there, like we said, he's probably scared shitless fighting for his lord. Has been ever since he fucking dragged him out of the water, like, and stood over him in protection at the the initial fight. True. And he's just been there for his his lord the whole time, and he's... When's he gonna get his knighthood? He's dutiful. Like... He's and so little Ned, little Ned's gonna come and join us this time. Ned. Yep. Ned Dane. Poor I love it. Poor I love him. I love him. You know, I love me some Ender Dane. Uh, Amanda Crane, who gave us that question there at the end of the chapter, says that her inductee for the chapter is gonna be Gendry. He became a knight, and I think he will make a great one. I agree. This chapter should have ended in celebration of his knighthood, but instead was cut short by the Hound barging in. Hey. Amanda, real quick, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt your email. That's why I barged in on Nate's intro, but he didn't get it. You're a motherfucker. It's because the hound interrupted the knighthood, you know? like He's just saying that right now. Oh, so my God. All right. Himself. This chapter should have ended in celebration of his knighthood, but instead was cut short by the hound barging in. Then Gendry was kind of forgotten due to the fear the hound invoked. So I think we should throw a party for Gendry, for a lowborn orphan from King's Landing. He sure has risen pretty high. Uh, he's not the only one. Thank you, first of all, Amanda, for that great inductee of Gendry. But he's not the only one, because we also just saw Davos be raised up to the Hand of the King, which is uh, a trend that's happening, is these low-born, low-born people getting high positions. And so I think Nate has another inductee. Yeah, yeah, I've got... This one's pulled up from Erica, all the way out from Hungary, and writing in again. She was a little upset that she... Just missed getting Jamie in on time for those inductees, and then technically also Tyrion, because we've recorded Tyrion and released Tyrion at this point. Right. Um, so I'm going to read the Tyrion one real fast, and just because I want to make sure we get that mentioned, and then I will also read her Arya 7 one, which she did get to us on time. And so for Tyrion, she's inducting Podrick Payne, which I'm so thrilled. Speaking That's of squires. The main reason why great. I had to read it, because that was who I wanted to give mine to, but I did not. And so Podrick Payne, because she adores Podrick Payne, and will jump on every chance to praise him, I'll jump on him every chance. Whoa. Every woman in King's he's Landing young, can't be dude. wrong. When he's an adult, what about, what's wrong with you? What's my wrong with word. you? Oh, my God. We heart Podrick Payne here. Nate, maybe a little too much. Uh, because he can name all the houses of Dorne by their banners like a boss. The boy is smart and is even proud of himself in his own adorable way. And I just love how Tyrion is proud of him, too, and encourages him to show his knowledge. I love this part because bits like this make the heart of the book series for her. Not a very important bit, but a nice way to show side the side of these characters we can love and relate to. Um, she also wanted to 
end her email on a lighter note because this chapter bears a lot of dark foreshadowing <laughs> and felt she'd like to highlight yeah this pod's a good way place. to lighten things up a little bit thank you so much i adore podrick Payne. so any chance to have him in when it's not me i was about to set my fucking notes down so uh erica also wrote in about aria seven so aria seven inductee right there we are is sir gendry Sir Gendry, Sir Gendry, Knight of the Hollow Hill. That's too uh, Because I totally forgot he gets knighted and by the Lightning Lord himself, which is legendary. That's what I was saying, and Zach was shitting on me because of it. Well, I wasn't shitting No, the hound me. shit You're on me because he's shit. the hound. Shut up and read the email. He will tell the tale to his grandchildren for sure. She's just sad that he and Arya will part ways for a while. I'm not sure it's forever, though, because these two just have to meet somewhere to, yeah. sometime along the way, and I can't wait. See you soon, guys. We will. We can't wait to hear your next email. And yeah, we will Gendry get and I will reunite. It is faded in the stars, and if not, my heart will break forever. We also got an email from Kristen, and Kristen found this chapter a bit lackluster comparatively, Ooh. and so hopefully we, we had some good discussion to stimulate your brain fruits, but her inductee for this chapter is going to whoever translated these books into Spanish. When it comes to the songs, they expertly rewrite them so that they still rhyme and maintain the overall story that the lyrics That's tell. That's fucking sick. I've been kind of, I've kind of glossed over them so far, but with the reigns of Castamere, I made sure to read them carefully. It's very impressive, and so. Well, gladly taken whoever translated the books yeah, to Spanish because that's, that's awesome. a really fucking I, call a shout out. I a don't really have their, cool shout out. I'm gonna actually see if I can find the name of that person because that's really. cool. I am not an audiobook person, but uh, I am capable of listening. Well, would you be like the publisher for that? Is she doing audiobook or just reading the what? Spanish version? Well, that's what like oh, I was going with point. was that I have time when I work that I'm able to listen to things, and so I've debated on listening to the Spanish audiobook, which I hear is really well done. And so it's cool to hear that like not only you know the audiobooks in English are well done, but that like translations to other countries because as we know, Nate and I have found some weird editorial issues in here, and so you know translation can get finicky, especially in an older languagey using type of yeah, English material, right, and so the fact that it's That's translated really cool. well and still holds the tale that the story, the song is telling is really neat, so that's a great inductee, Kristen, thank you. Great, so now we also received another email from Hungary from our friend Sophie. Sophie. And Sophie, thank you for correcting us on your name, I apologize for... However, we said it We're before, but Americans. thank you. And so Sophie wrote in for Jamie Five a little bit, so we'll get through that right, one. Sure. It's a couple back, but uh, technically Sophie's not reading it along with us. Not rereading, so yeah, just so. listening, coming That's back. Okay. And so we'll take the Jamie. We'll, we'll throw the ones from the previous episodes. We since still that. love Jamie, and she's especially because she's inducting Roose Bolton, the vampire himself. How brave is he to maneuver between the Starks and the Lannisters? two of the most powerful houses in Westeros. He could have got himself killed so easily, but he was able to come out of the situation as a winner. 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 A winner. A winner. Kudos to that. Lots of love. Keep posting. We plan on it. Oh, also, P.S., say hello to Erica for me, my fellow Hungarian Game of Thrones fan. So, Erica, Sophie says hello. Speaking of Erica, in her one of her earlier emails, she also uh, said she, if she had time to throw in a Jamie inductee, she She's would have, time. and it would have been Jamie's cock. Yes! For stirring at the sight of naked Brienne. This man should really think with his cock sometimes. So, uh, wanted to slip that one in there real quick at the so end. So, can I just say, Erica, that I'm glad you got that one in. 
because Zach was desperate to get there. Now I have something to do. Great. So, with that, if you would like to send in your inductees, please do so. Most of those get written into us via our email, withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. You can also write to us over on Twitter. I'm there, at Manners Without. Zach is finally on there regularly at Carstark92 with the bomb-ass Barrick pictures. You can see my little direwolf, Barrick. Barrick in a bathtub has been the latest adventure. He's so and small. All, he's so little he's in so there. Small. He has tiny little puppy he's legs. He's so small. And he's not even so go, yeah, check out my Twitter if you want um, to see my daily updates of Barrick and what he's thinking about a song and a and fire related. There's also a Facebook that I'm working on getting Zach to also post over on there as well. That's facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. There's a private Facebook group that you can gain access to through Patreon. Patreon.com slash without manners. So check us out there. Find our website brotherhoodwithout.com where you can find the best platform for you to listen to. We're on all of them. We've announced it before, but we have a guest on our next episode. The very next Aria. Aria 8. So there's there's three chapters before then. There's Bran. Brand four, four five. Brand. I got it written down somewhere, but you you know the brand. Uh, we're getting to the Queen's Queen's Crown. Queen's Crown. And so it's gonna be Bran and John back to back. Yeah, Brand three, John five. And that's and like then said, Daenerys Crown. a number. And then uh, wow, I don't know. Daenerys. Dario Naharis's appearance, right. and they're gonna be taking a new city and. Me saying it up. Right. And so we've got those chapters to look forward Get to. Get us your inductees, Get us inductees for those. And then we have a fantastic <laughs> guest, which unfortunately we only re- already recorded. Uh, I only say unfortunately because we can't do a call for inductees. So we'll do those on the episode after Aria. We'll, yeah. So still send us your inductees for Aria Eight. Eight on High Heart. But, but before then, get us your inductees for Brand 4, 5. I forget what your number Jesus you just said. Christ. And John 7. <laughs> Me too. And then Danny. Something. Brand 3. And John Five, Great. and yeah, so Bran is next, and we're going to Queen's Crown, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. So I think that anything else, go rate and review us. Leave reviews. We need those reviews. They help us so much. If you like us, uh, check us on YouTube as well, and subscribe over there. All the good places, all the good things, and we're looking forward to the future, man. Yeah, fellow Magulus. Peace.